God, that you give us, oh God. I thank you, Lord, that it still washes white as snow, Lord. It still cleanses in every way, Lord. I thank you for the blood. I thank you for the blood. Amen. Praise God. Thank God for the blood. Praise Him for the blood. He's worthy tonight. Hallelujah. He is exalted, O God. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for the blood. Thank God for His cleansing flood. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What an awesome God. Oh, I want to see Him. Look upon His face. There to sing forever of His saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares all pass. Home at last ever to rejoice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Songs of deliverance, the Bible says calls them. Amen. Praise God. That's what the psalmist says in Psalms 32, 7, that God has compassed us about with songs of deliverance. Amen. Praise God. And we need to sing those songs. Amen. When you're going through things in your life, amen, sing to yourself psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. Amen. And see what the Lord will do, because whoso offereth praise glorifieth me, and to him that order his conversation aright will I show the salvation of God. Amen. So when you're going through things in your life, just sing those old songs. Amen. They all got a meaning to draw you to Christ. They're songs of deliverance. He set me free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see Glory to God. He set me free. Amen. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my soul rolled away. It was there by sight. I re- Amen. By faith, I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Those old songs of deliverance. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. Verily, deeply stained with sin, sinking to rise But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, and from the waters lifted me, now saved, and my songs of deliverance. Praise God. He's given us all of them. Amen. He put them in place before we was ever in the womb. <laughs> Amen. Because he knew we would need them. Amen. The songs of deliverance. I will be with you in trouble and compassion of our songs of deliverance. Amen. That's why the Israel always reached out and got that old tambourine and started singing what the Lord had did for them. Amen. Deliver them. How did he deliver them? He, he did it once. He'll do it again. Just take a look where you are now and where you have been. Did he not always come through? He's the same now as then. You may not know how. You may not know when, but he'll do it again. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We want to get right into our Bible study tonight. Amen. Talk about overcoming temptation. James says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse different temptations. When they come against you. Amen. Rejoice. Be excited. Amen. And and know that you're going to make it just as long as you and Jesus stay friends. Amen. (laughs) You're going to make it. So hang on in there. Amen. Now, last week we were talking about some ways to overcome these temptations. 
And we talked about prayer last week. Amen. And prayer is so important to you as a child of God. You need to, to have a strong relationship with the Lord uh, in prayer. Amen. Prayer should always usher in every day for you as a child of God. You should talk to your Heavenly Father every day. Paul tells us to pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks. Jesus says in Luke 18, 1, I wish that men would pray and would not faint. Amen. So he says, look, if you pray, you're not going to quit. You know, what I have found that most people that quit serving God, the first thing go is their prayer life. You know, and I've had people say to me, oh, I just quit praying. I just stopped going to church, you know. Well, you you got to stay in in the, in the relationship. Amen. You need to have that communion with him daily. You need to have that time that you spend with him, that you get along with him in the secret clause. As we sung the song Sunday, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the son, son of God discloses. And he, he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as I tarry there, none other has ever known. Amen. Just walk and take take an exercise break. <laughs> you know, go out and walk and smell the roses and talk to the Lord, you know, about the things that are bugging you and things that are plaguing you. And, and you will be able to overcome a lot of the things that you're going through. The song of deliverance that we sing, you know, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain. We bear. Why? All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Amen. If we're told to cast our cares upon him, if we're told to come unto him, amen, and he would give us rest, then we need to start praying and talking to God when we're going through things and not lay it weigh us down. He don't want you to carry those things that you have not the power to do. You may can carry it for a little while. Amen. But you need to quickly get rid of it and give it to him and trust him and believe him. This is why we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. You've got to believe that God is going to work it out. You know, a lot of times I think the biggest problem that we face is we want it on our timeline. You know, and that's the way not God is. See, if God did a lot of things on our timeline, we might quit. We might turn around and go back the other way. But if, we, but if he does it on his timeline, we will probably stay with it. They will probably stay with it. Just, just like a person that leaves the church and we pray for that individual and our family members to come back. You know, usually when God's timing and they come back, usually they stay. You know, but if they come back on our timeline, a lot of times they turn around and go right back again. See, so we got to let him work. The Bible says he'll work. So don't mistake God's silence that he's not working. See, you know, Joseph, you know, would have probably loved to got out of prison quicker than what he did. You know, he even told the book butcher and the, and the butler, man, you guys make sure you tell Pharaoh about me. You know, yeah, man, we got you. 
two years later, <laughs> you know, you know, but God had to work on Pharaoh, <laughs> you know, and when Joseph came out, what happened? He was elevated to where God wanted him. But if he'd have got out on his timeline, Pharaoh's heart might not have been ready. They were, may not have been prepared to receive Joseph and what he was saying. But that dream was driving him crazy. And so as a result, he was more willing to listen. You know, sometimes people, God has got to get them to a point to where they will listen, you know, and be able to receive. So so don't be too quick to, to, to want it on your timeline. I think Jesus put it very clearly when he says, when you pray, say it. Thy will be done. Amen. And that's what we want to do. Amen. So prayer is essential in our walk. Amen. We also talked about remember who God is. Amen. God is sovereign. Amen. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. God is everywhere. He understands. And He walks with us. And He talks with us. So we have to know who God is in our dilemmas and what we're going through. We have to remember who he is. Amen. Jehoshaphat remembered that God had told Joshua. I mean, not Joshua, but Solomon. When he dedicated the temple, he says, you know, if the people come at this place in my name, I will hear them. And so when Jehoshaphat was facing his dilemma, amen, he called God to what he said. And as a result, God responded. He says, the battle is not yours, it's mine. Because God will fulfill his promises that he makes to his children. So we have to remember, we talk about preparing yourself for those things of discouragement that could come. Everybody faces discouragement. It's going to come. If it ain't come, it will. Hang on. But you don't let it defeat you. Amen. You prepare in advance. You know, you build up, as Jude said, on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. You get yourself prepared for things that will come. You know, that's why Job, when you look at Job 3, 20, I think it might be 24. Job says, the thing which I greatly feared. I think that's the, the scripture. I think it's Job 23, 24, I think it is, it might be. Let, let me get there real quick. 25? No. Okay, thank you. He said, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me. And that which I was afraid of is come unto me. Verse 26. He says, I was not in safety. Neither had I rest. Neither was I quiet. And what happened? Trouble, trouble still snuck in there somehow. He said, the things which I greatly feared, it's come upon me. In other words, Job says, man, I heard about it happen to other people. You know, and, and you, you hear things that happens to other people, you know. And you, you probably think to yourself, man, I'm glad that's not me. I'm, what would I do if that was to happen to me? You know, you know. And so this is why, but Job... The first chapter tell you he did things when he was in his right mind. You can't wait until the discouragement and things start happening wrong for you to start to try to focus on what to do. Because your mind is is in a disarray. 
See, you got to do things while you're in your right mind. While you got good health and strength. While you or things are going good, you need to remember God. <laughs> you need to worship God. You need to praise God. You need to hide the word of God in your heart so that when things come, you still have the ability to trust God and still can walk by faith and not by sight. Because when Job got hit here, <laughs> you know, he says, that thing in which I greatly feared is upon me now. But he got up early in the morning when he was, everything was going good, when he had all his material possessions and everything was going good for his life. He'd get up in the morning, he'd sacrifice for his kids. He said, man, my kids might be uh, cursing God, doing wrong, so he sacrificed for them. You know, all kinds of things. And so now when it hits him, he can still stay focused on God. That's why when you read through the book of Job, yes, his friends come and try to disrail him and discourage him and everything else. But, you know, he's still staying focused. He said, I know my Redeemer liveth and he's going to stand upon the earth. And after the skin worms ate this body, yet in my flesh, I'm going to see God. You know, and he goes on and he just talks, you know, a lot of great stuff there. That we need to be able to pick up on. Yes, the discouragement did hit him. He's in there. You know, but a lot of his discouragement came because his friends. You know, they just kept, man, Job, you've got to be sinning. Job, this is a, and Job, amen, and, and one passage, amen, uh, he tells his friends, man, I wish you guys just shut up. <laughs> Because all you are are a bunch of physicians without any value. <laughs> and otherwise, he say, you're a bunch of doctors don't have no cure. <laughs> you know, he says, I, he says, if I was in yours, if you, if you was in my stead, he says, I could find fault with you. You know, he says, but I wouldn't do that to you. He says, I'll try to find some way to deliver you out of what you're going through. See? So, so, you know, when you're going through things, you know, in your life, the doctors diagnose you with something, first thing people want to know, what did you do wrong? What happened? What did you eat? <laughs> you know, where did you go? <laughs> you know, where, where were you at? Uh, you go see the doctors, first thing they say, where you been? You know, they, they want to try to find out all this stuff, you know. So, but we got to realize Prepare, prepare in advance. Amen. Build up yourself, Jude said, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourself in the love of God so that when these things hit, when these things come, you're still ready. You can still worship. You can still magnify. It would have been easy for David when he lost his family and everything to stay there and cry with his men. And stuff, but no, David went to the Lord in prayer, and he says, "God, shall I pursue?" And the Lord say, "Pursue, and you shall take over, take it all." Amen. And he got it all back. Amen. That's what you've got to do. Is you, when you have a loss, you've got to magnify. You've got to exalt God. You got to prepare yourself in advance for that those things that's going to come against you. You know, that's just like we all know we're going to die. If the Lord tarries, so why wait till you die? You know, you know to prepare. You know, get your get your stuff in order. 
You know, tell your family what you want. Tell your kids what you want them to do. <laughs> you know, you know, if they want to put, you want them to dust you off to the sea. You know, do put it in your will so that they know. I had a, a guy tell me. He says, "I want you to take my ashes and put them in the Marine Corps headquarters flagpole." <laughs> Lucky I wasn't there. If I would have been there when he died, I would have. I'd have made sure that happened. You know. Because he had dedicated himself to the Marines, you know. So, but, but you know, this is this is things that you know we need to prepare in advance. Don't wait till the last minute. Get preparation, because if you prepare for your death and let people know, you know, it's going to be less discouraging on them, because they're going to say, "This is what Mom wants. This is what Auntie wants. This is what they want." You know, and it makes it a lot easier. I already told my family, bury me in dress blues and tennis shoes. That's right. No crying. Have a Holy Ghost blowout. Amen. I don't want no tears down in here because I'm going to be dancing on the streets of glory. Might get up out the casket if y'all come inside. <laughs> You'd probably be happy if I did. <laughs> but we got to prepare. Amen. All right. Number, where am I at here? Number four. Amen. Stick to your assignment when discouragement comes. Amen. Stick to your assignment. You know, when you look at 2 Corinthians eleven twenty four through 29, Paul listed all these things he went through. But then in Acts twenty twenty four, he says, but none of those things move me. Amen. Neither I count of my life dear to me that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry which I had received of the Lord to testify the gospel of God. Paul had a mission. Amen. His assignment was to preach the gospel. So he says, even though I went through all these things uh, which could have brought discouragement, I didn't lose my focus of my ministry. I didn't lose the, the assignment that God had put me on to preach the gospel. Amen. And this is what we must get to understand is that we must keep our focus on what we're doing. You can't allow your goals and vision that you're trying to accomplish in life to be derailed by discouragement. Because discouragement and adversity will try to stop you from becoming what you want to become and what God wants you to become. And so therefore, amen, you've got to realize I'm going to keep pressing on. That's why Paul says in Philippians 3, Brethren, I count myself not to apprehend, but this one thing I do. I forget those things which are behind. I reach forth to those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. And, and Nehemiah 4, now we've talked about Nehemiah 4 as they're building a wall. There was much discouragement on the wall. Amen. The wall had been burned down. There's a lot of rubbish. You know, the enemy is out there taunting them. You know, Sanballat and Tobiah, you know, they're, they're tormenting the, the Jews that's trying to build the wall. Amen. But what did Nehemiah do? He kept them focused. He kept them focused on building the wall. He says, look, build it for your families. Build it for your wife. Build it for your children. Build it for your brethren. You know, if nothing else, he kept keeping them focused on what the assignment was. So that they would not become discouraged. And after they got the wall built, what did he say? Amen. Eat the fruit. Drink the wine. Send some to them that is not. 
Amen. For why? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. See, now you're strengthened because you completed what you started to do. Even though there was discouragement coming against you, even though the enemy was trying to discourage you and stop you and talk about you and say what you were building, if a fox ran up and hit it and it'll knock it down, you know, you, you know, when you read Numbers 4, I, I mean, Nehemiah 4, all that is in there. Amen. And you find that they kept their focus on the assignment because Nehemiah was there with them, encouraging them to build them and edify them. Amen. To stay focused. And that's what we do as leaders in the churches. We try to encourage you when you're going through things. Stay focused. Stay doing your job. The job you've been selected to do. Keep doing it to the best of your abilities. Keep working. Amen. Because it keeps your focus off the thing that is plaguing you and bugging you. Amen. Don't give up. Don't turn in. Amen. Build it for your families. Galatians 6, 9 says, Let us not be weary and well-doing. For in due season we will reap if we faint not. Amen. We're going we're gonna to get the prize. So, so don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Amen. Because if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. And you're not small. You're great. Amen. You need to understand the value of what you are doing and the importance of what you are doing for yourself, for your family, for your church, for your community. Amen. For others that are coming behind you, you're building a wall. Amen. To protect. You're building a wall to sustain. Amen. So don't lose focus of what you are doing. Keep to the assignment. Purpose in your heart, I'm going all the way. As the song says, I am determined to hold out to the end. Jesus is with me. On him I can depend. For I know I have salvation, for I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. Satan, he was busy. Said he'd soon be back. Just let the path grow narrow and he will lose his track. But I'm so full of glory. My Lord, I always find. And I just say to Satan, oh man, get thee behind. Because I'm determined to hold out to the end. Amen. Songs of deliverance. Amen. I'm holding out to the end. Amen. Stick to the assignment. Amen. What's the assignment? Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. They drink any daily thing. It shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Because see, if the enemy can discourage you through temptation, amen, then he knows you won't want to preach the gospel. He knows you won't want to tell anybody about Jesus. See? And so and as a result, he's going to win. See? And so therefore, you've got to realize my mission is to tell somebody about Christ. Amen. You've got to stay with it. Stay with the assignment. Don't give up. Amen. We win. Amen. Just keep, just keep going forward. Amen. Press on towards the mark. Don't faint in adversity. Don't give up. Don't quit. Amen. 
There's a time to, to, to dance. Amen. The psalmist says he would turn my morning into dancing. Amen. So, praise God when you're, when you're, when you're going through things. Just stick with it. Stick with your praise. Don't be like the, the children of Israel. Hang your harp on the willow. You know, they, the enemy says, sing us an old song as I Man, how can we sing a song? You know, in a foreign land. So what did they do? They hung their harps on the willow. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to take off your garment of praise that Jesus has given you for the spirit of heaviness. Amen. You just need to reach in your bag and pull out a song. <laughs> you know, the Bible tells you he's giving you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So when discouragement comes, you've got to sing. You've got to rejoice. You've got to dance. Amen. You've got to lift up holy hands. You've got to get to the house of God. Amen. So you can hear the word of God because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Just to be in his presence, his fullness of joy and at his right hand, there's pleasure forevermore. Amen. If you're the only one here on Sunday or you're the only one here on Wednesday, you should be excited. Amen. To be in the presence of God. Amen. Because you and him make a majority in any situation. Amen. So stick to your assignment. Number five, get guidance from your pastor. It don't say get guidance from anybody else. Because <laughs> you go to somebody else when you're discouraged, you know what usually going to happen? They're going to make you more discouraged, just like Job's friends. You know? That's usually what happens. You know? Is they going to make you more discouraged just like Job's friends did? You know? And Job says, man, you, you guys are useless. Amen. And see, and so you want to get guidance from your pastor. Jeremiah 3.15, what did his voice says? Behold, I give you pastors at the my own heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. It will feed you with knowledge and with understanding. You say, well, what if the pastor is the one that's causing me to discouragement? Well, go straight to God. <laughs> Not somebody else, you know. Go straight to God. Talk to God, you know. And listen. Amen. Be ready to listen and then get an answer. Amen. Listen to what he's saying. Amen. Because pastors have your best interest at heart. They want to give you the knowledge and the understanding how to get through what you're going through to encourage you to stay on course. Amen. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking, amen, for word of encouragement. That's why in Acts 15, they, they said to Paul and, and Silas, that the, the minister says, if you've got any words of exhortation, stay on. Amen. We're on the edifying crew. We're to build up the kingdom of God. We are here to strengthen you and to encourage you and to build you up on your most holy faith. Amen. So that you can keep going through the things that you're facing. That's why the Lord says to Moses as he was out front, go forward. Amen. You go forward first, Moses, and they will have to follow you when the wet river depart. Amen. So... As leaders, we go forth. That's why we don't tell you to do something we're not going to do ourselves. Amen. 
And so therefore, get guidance from your pastors. But when you come for guidance, be open and honest. You know, don't tell me part of the stuff and, and then don't tell me all of it because, you know, I may give you the wrong information that you need. But if I know the whole circumstance and situation, then we can give you directions and guidance to go forward from there. Amen. So be quick to listen. Amen. Then to get it, then to answer. Amen. Number six, fill your spiritual energy tank. What do you do to build up yourself when you're low? You pray, sing, read, huh? Cry. That's right. Weeping may do it for night, but joy comes in the morning. There's nothing wrong with crying. You know, huh? What'd you say? Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with a little crying, you know. Yeah. You got to water the seed, right? <laughs> For it to grow. Amen. Just like your car, you know, run out of gas, you got to go to the gas tank. Just like every 90 days they tell you to change your oil. You know, you need a refreshing, a daily refreshing. You know, that's why Isaiah says in Isaiah 28, 11, 12, with stammering lips and another tongue, will I speak to my people? Wherefore is he said, what? This is the rest that shall call the weary the rest, and this is the refreshing. Amen. See, the Holy Ghost is the refreshing. You know, it's that living water that you need. You need to pull into that tank and get filled every day. Don't let your car run on empty. <laughs> you never know when it's going to break down, you know. So keep it full, amen. Re- replenish your tank, amen. Your your energy tank. Get it get it built up, you know, with the word of God, with prayer, with fellowship, you know, good wholesome Christian fellowship that'll keep you full. Encourage somebody, teach somebody a Bible study. You will find that these things will build you up. Amen. And keep you on track and keep you all, your mind stayed upon Jesus Christ. He's put these songs of deliverance all around you. Amen. Just listen to good, wholesome preaching and teaching, you know, to keep yourself edified and keep your energy level up. Amen. Jesus says, I will be in you a well of water springing up. Freshness. Amen. Get some freshness. David said, oh, if I could just have a drink of water from the well in Jerusalem. His men broke through and got it for him. Amen. Just a drink. Amen. You should want to. I don't know about you, but I I just have to get me a fresh drink every day. Good cold glass of water from the fridge. You know, you've been outside. You're working in the yard. You know, somebody give you a good cold drink of water, a good cold soda or whatever, you know, it, it makes you feel good, right? Well, it's the same way with your spiritual life. You're doing things. You're working. You're, you're out winning souls. You're out encouraging people in the Lord. Well, you need some replenishment in your energy tank, you know, just to get a word, another word. If faith comes by hearing... And hearing by the word of God, then you need to get another 
word. <laughs> you know, you, you need to hear another message. You need to hear another scripture. Amen. So that you can go and, and keep going. I can pull out my iPad and listen to sermons all the time. You know, my wife said, what are you doing? Well, I'm either reading the Bible or I'm listening to a sermon. You know, because I'm trying to stay charged and energized. You know, that's what you got to do. Get yourself some good, wholesome books, you know, and build your library so that you can stay edified. Set goals for yourself. I'm going to read my Bible through. You know, what do you find in there? You know, do some research. You know, that's what I find that, that fills my tank up a lot. Sometimes when I'm, I'm reading something, and I says, well, today maybe I'll just see what all these cats' names mean. <laughs> so I get my, my strong, you know, concordance thing out, and, and I just look up people's names, see what they mean, you know. Huh? Strong concordance. There's a book of the concordance, but if you got an iPad, you can download it for free. On your iPad, your phone, whatever. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you, you, you can look up words, what it means in Greek and Hebrew. You know, yeah, it, 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 you'd be surprised what a lot of stuff means, you know. You know, so, you know, just talk to somebody. They'll help you do it if you got a computer, iPad, whatever. They, they help you, you know, do this stuff. You know, and, and it edifies you because you can... You, you can understand a lot of stuff clearer. Then sometimes other translations when you're studying can help, you know, bring out some clarity in a lot of stuff too. You know, and it just helps you. You know, the more God's, you can study God's word, hear God's word, you know, and be a part of God's word and the things of God, it's going to keep you edified. It's going to keep you full of energy. You know, look at the early church. You know, how these guys were, you know, after they had been with Jesus three years, man, they turned their world upside down. You know, they stuck to the assignment. Amen. They went back to the general conference, you know, got information. You know, they went to conferences. They went to meetings. You know, all this stuff. This is why we tell you, ladies conference, man, you ladies Go be with the other ladies. Get energized with your sisters. Build yourself up. Men, go be with men at men's camp, family camp, youth camp, senior camp. All these things is designed to edify and build up and replenish the energy tank, you know, of the child of God. Amen. At, fam- at men's conference, what did, what did the message the guy preach? I'm still here. <laughs> no matter what we go through, no matter what we're faced, we're still here. You know, when you should have been gone, when you should have gave up, you're still here. You know, what a message. Still here. You know. Wow. I think Sister, what's her name for the ladies' conference this year? Priest. Uh, not Vanny, the other one. Sister. Huh? Yeah, what was that one about? Uh, amen. The meaning of amen. Man, just think about that. You know, how many times we say amen in church? But it's got a meaning. 
Amen. And she broke that baby down. I went, whoa. My goodness. You see amen in a whole different light all over again. You know, it's just more than I'm with you and I agree. Amen. It's got some numbers values and 40s and all that stuff. Man, she broke that baby down like a, a M16. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you. I, I, you know, I was sitting out there at my table and these sisters started coming out and I'm so, they just rejoicing all over the place and I'm going, what's going on in there? Yeah. I mean, tears running down their eyes of joy and I'm going, what, what is happening in there? You know, all the thousands of ladies, you know, they're just rejoicing because they've just been blessed with understanding of wisdom and knowledge, encouragement. Amen. All of it. That's what I'm trying to get us to see here. We got to prepare. That's why conferences are preparing us. Amen. Before the discouragement comes. Before the things come against us. You know, in the, in the army, in the military, they send you to school to prepare you before it ever comes. So you're ready. And so we got to continue to do this. So we want to fill up our, our energy tank every day. You want to fill up, fill up your energy tank. Amen. Number seven, share your faith. Share your faith. Amen. In John 9, you remember when Jesus came, amen, into the town and they asked him who was born blind, his parents, you know, Jesus said, well, ain't no, he, he, nobody, but that the glory of God should be revealed. He opens the guy's eyes. And then they, you know, it, Huh? Right. Yeah. And then, you know, and so they says, oh, you know, you know, they go on and they said to the man, you know, how were you born blind? Made see. He says, man, I told you one time. He said, if I tell you again, are you going to be his disciples? (laughs) You know, what, what, what an answer, right? He's witnessing for Jesus already. He says, man, if I tell you again, you're going to be his disciples. I ain't wasting my time. They said, well, he's a sinner. He said, look, guys, you can call him anything you want to. I don't care. He said, but there's one thing I know. I was blind, and now I see. <laughs> you know, what a witness. You know, so, so that's what you got to do. You got to be willing to share your faith, you know, be ready to give an answer of everybody that's the hope is in you. Do it with love. Do it with consideration. You know, I have people ask me all the time, you know, tell me now, how did, how did you tell, what did you tell me? How did you come to know the Lord? You know, sit down right here. Find the stump. <laughs> and I, and I tell you all over again, you know, I, I love telling people how I came to the Lord. You know, and so, that's, that's what you want to do. You want to share your faith. Share what God is. All you're doing is just sharing how God brought you to where you are. That's all you got to do. They can't dispute that. They can't dispute what God has done in your life. Amen. So don't be afraid to share your faith. Amen. Go you into all the world and preach the gospel, Jesus said, to every creature. Amen. Be, be ready. Every opportunity you get. Somebody is going to ask you. So just be ready to do it in love, you know. And usually if you do it with kindness and consideration, they'll listen to the whole thing. And they'll go, wow, you know, really? 
You know, oh yeah, really. <laughs> you know, and uh, it'll make a difference. So, sh- so share your faith because it builds you up. See, it encourages you. It lifts you up. Amen. Amen. I want to tell somebody about Jesus. Number eight, use your talents. Use your talents. Don't use your talents only for the world and not for the church. You know, people are quick to use their talents in the world, but when it comes time for the church, they don't want to use them at all in the church. You know, you've got all kinds of abilities that you can do something. And I know if your eyes look around, you can see stuff that needs to be done. You know, be willing to use your talents. You know, I had this young girl in the army and one day I came out of the supply room and she was complaining, her and another girl, you know, and really what the reason she was complaining, she was discouraged because she her job was graves registration. In other words, you know, when people die, she put them in a bag, <laughs> you know, send them to the morgue. That was her job. But. Ain't nobody dying. We in, we in garrison, you know. So really her job is to be a flunky, really. Cause her job is only gonna be used if she's down in the war zone, you know. And so she's discouraged. Cause, cause she ain't got nothing to do, you know. And so she, she's seeing her talents going to not being used. And so I was walking out of the supply room. I'd been talking to the supply sergeant, and I came out, and she was her and the other girl was complaining. And I says, "What's your problem?" And she said something. And I says, "Well, go to my office and stay there until I get there." Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so she went to my office, and she was waiting when I got there. And we had a little talk. Yeah. You know? And I made her my clerk because I found out she could type. She was very good, you know, and she became like a daughter to me. I took under my wings, you know. She became my clerk. She became like a daughter to me, you know, and stuff. And she went on and did great things. She went from being an enlisted soldier and retired as a major, you know, in the Army, you know. uh, You know, and she... Was my kid's babysitter, <laughs> you know. We was we went to her wedding and everything. And a few weeks ago, when I was in Louisville, she, that's where they live now. She's there. Her and her husband are retired. They live in Louisville, so I got to spend some time with her on my way back home. You know, it's like a daughter. You know, I and uh, you know, we text each other, and I still stay in contact with her. You know, she's she's like a kid to me. You know, all because. I was able to take her talents and put them to use. You know, that's what you got to do is we can't allow our talents to be wasted. It keeps you edified. It keeps you lifted up. Use those talents for God's purpose. Amen. And for his purpose. Amen. Number nine. Resist the effort to be discouraged. Resist the effort to be discouraged. You know, you got to be like Jesus. Get behind me, Satan. (laughs) You know, I'm not going to be discouraged. I choose to not be discouraged. You know, 
when I feel it coming on, the first thing I do is start singing a song. I get up in the morning early, go on a walk, sing a song, I pray, whatever. I refuse to be discouraged. I refuse to let it come into my life. You know, no matter what happens, no matter what takes place, I have purpose in my heart that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I refuse to be discouraged. I cast all my cares upon the Lord because he cared for me. Amen. I'm just like Jehoshaphat. God, you said. <laughs> you said, you know, when my enemy is bigger than me, if I come to this place and call on your name, do you hear me? Well, look what's happening. You know, and that's what you got to do. Amen. You've got to, like I said at the onset here, you've got to reach into that garment of praise. Amen. You've got to, he's giving you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaven is you got to use the things God is giving you. If the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, you've got to use them. Don't, doesn't do you any good to have an M16 and the, and the enemy is coming against you and you don't shoot him. <laughs> you know, come on. You've got weapons. Use them. Amen. Praise is a weapon. Use it. Amen. Singing is a weapon. Use it. Amen. You've got to not let purpose in your heart. I'm not going to let it discourage me. you got to resist the effort. To do wrong, you've got to resist the effort, amen, that, that comes, those temptations that comes, amen. Resist that. What did the Lord say in His Word? Resist the devil and he's going to take off, right? He'll flee. That's what you've got to do. So every time you start feeling discouraged, resist it. Every time you feel like not going to church, resist it. Every time you feel like not praising God, resist it. Amen. If you hear that still small voice that says, hey, take a victory lap, you know, take a victory lap. You know, the devil ain't going to tell you to take a victory lap. (laughs) The devil ain't going to tell you to raise your hands and praise God, you know. So every time you feel that urge not to, do it, you know. If you, if you feel that urge to sing to the top of your lungs, care if you're off key, sing to the top of your lungs. Amen. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Sing. Clap. Resist the effort to be discouraged. Amen. Sometimes it would be easy. You know, I could be easy that my, discouraged because my grandkids are gone. You know, but I refuse not to. Amen. He works all things for good. I know that. I know in whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that He's able to keep that that I've committed to Him. I committed my family to Him. I committed my children, my wife. Amen. Everything I've got, I've committed to God. So, I'm not going to try to stop His will from being done. I'm not going to let discouragement come on my back and try to tell me, oh, see, you know. No. I'm still going to worship. <laughs> I'm still going to glorify. I'm still going to magnify. Amen. <laughs> you know, kind of like Joab told David. You know, what are you, what are you saying you're discouraged for? You know, you're the king. Get up. 
You know, you you would have, and we believe that if absent would have killed all of us, you'd have been much happier. No, you're the king. Get up and get on the on the throne. Scripture says you are kings and priests. Amen. So when discouragement comes, you better get on the throne. <laughs> you know, because if you're down, guess what? Everybody else is going to be down. But if you're up, your family is going to be up. Come on. Amen. Resist that urge. Resist that urge. Cast all your cares upon the Lord. Amen. It was Job 13, 4 and 5 that Job told his friends, man, you guys are all physicians without any value. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so he resisted their abilities to try to discourage him. Amen. You ever read that? Go, go to Job 13, verse 4 and 5. I, I just like that scripture. But you are all forges of lies. <laughs> You're all physicians of no value. You know, verse 5. Oh, that you were all together. Hold your peace. And it sh- sh- should, should be your wisdom, man. He said, man, you guys just shut up. <laughs> Amen. He said, you ain't doing me no good. <laughs> I love that scripture every time I read it, you know. Amen. <laughs> I just love it, man. Physicians with no value, man. Maybe that's what I, next time I go tell my doctor, I'll tell him. And I said, Doc, I got this pain right here. And he said, well, I don't know. I said, man, you ain't got no value. We'll just quit. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. So resist that. Resist the effort to be discouraged, guys. Amen. So, Amen. <laughs> You guys are listening to me on the wave. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Number 10. Number 10 on your paper. Choose faith over fear. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. That's why Hebrews 11 is so compact to build us up. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We've got to stay faithful to the things of God. Luke twelve thirty two says, Fear not, little flock. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants you to have everything He's got from the Holy Ghost to heaven. Amen. Here on the earth and all the way. Amen. So fear not, little flock. Cast not away your confidence, Hebrews 10.35, which have great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience, that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. Now the just has got to live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure of him. But we're not of them to draw back to perdition. We're them to believe to the saving of the soul. The Bible says in Hebrews eleven twenty four that Moses chose to suffer with the children of God to endure the pleasures of sin for a season. Why? Because he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. 
Moses saw that what God had was going to be better than what Egypt could give him. So we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. David's Psalms, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fall to a host and encamp against me. And this my heart will not fear. The war rise against me. And this I will be confident. One thing about the desire of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in His temple. For in the times of trouble, He shall hide me in His pavilion, in the secret of His tabernacle. He shall hide me. He shall set me on a rock. My head will be high above mine enemies round about me. Therefore, would offer in this tabernacle the sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises. Unto the Lord. Amen. The Psalms says in Psalms 118. Amen. He says, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. Rejoicing in salvation is in the tabernacle of the righteous. Open to me the gates of righteousness. And what will I do? I'll go in and I'll praise the Lord. The gates that the righteous shall enter. Why? Because he has become my salvation. The stone which the builders has refused has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Praise God. This is the day the Lord has made. Choose faith. Amen. Over any fear. Fear is just false evidence appearing real. Amen. Faith, faith, just a little bit of faith. You don't need a whole lot. Just use what you got. Amen. It's grain of a mustard seed. You can tell that mountain of troubles and problems and discouragement. Get out of my life. Any mountain, whatever the mountain is, just get it out of your way and it'll move. Amen. Push it on out of the way. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I would trust. Surely He will deliver you from the snare of the fowl and from the north and pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and in His wing you shall trust. His troops shall be your shield and a buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the error to fly by day, nor the pestilence walk in darkness, nor the destruction of wicked noonday. A thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand. But it not come nigh you. Why? Because you have set your affections upon Him. Amen. He will give his angels charge over you and keep you in all their ways. Amen. So choose faith over fear. Don't let fear, don't let discouragement, don't let any of those things come into your life. Purpose. Man, I ain't, I'm, it ain't going to affect me. Amen. And number 11, never, never, never give up. Never give up. They say Sir Winston Churchill was asked to England to speak to the Navy Academy of England that was graduating. And they had all the pumps and circumstances and all the things that was going. And so it finally came down 
the time for Churchill to give his speech and everybody prepare themselves. They laid back and it was ready for a long speech through the Navy Academy. And he walked up there and just says, never, never quit. And went and sat down. Three words. Never, never quit. And went and sat down. That's the message in all of this. Never, never quit. Amen. Don't quit. Don't give up. Paul says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. Second Timothy 3, 7 and 8. He says, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I kept the faith. He says, henceforth. Second Timothy 4, 7 and 8. He says, henceforth. There's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give to me at that day. And not only to me, not only to me only, but to all them that long and love for his appearing. You're looking for them to coming back. You're loving. Amen. He told the church at Thessalonica, he says, hey, the Lord is going to send to heaven to shout the voice of Aunt Jane and the trump of God. And the dead of Christ shall ride first and those that us remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. He says, comfort one another with those words. We're going to be with him. Amen. So never, never quit. Amen. Your crown is at stake. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So we got one more week to finish this thing up. <laughs> Amen. It's a long month, huh? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Don't forget Friday night, 6 o'clock, prayer, unity prayer. Amen. Church Sunday, come ready to worship God. Tell people about Jesus. Amen. Tell somebody about the Lord. Amen. Father, we love you. We exalt you. We praise you. We thank you. Oh, God, I pray that you touch your people. Continue to let your word sink deep within our hearts, Lord. Great is thy faithfulness. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. You are the mighty God. You are the everlasting Father, and you are the Prince of Peace. Let your hand be with those, oh, God, that's on vacation, traveling, oh, God. Keep your hand of mercy and protection around each and every one. Let healing and wholeness flow this night with encouragement and strength. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.